Welcome to Your Career. This is your host and resident career expert, Todd Bermont. And we are coming to you from beautiful downtown Conroe, Texas on IRLoneStar.com, FM 104.5, 106.1. And I am just absolutely excited about today's program. We are going to be talking about the over 50 job search today. And uh, the guest that I'm going to have on momentarily is somebody that I've known for years who has been involved in a few job searches over 50. And we're going to have a lot of fun today talking about how do you approach the job search uh, when you get up there in age. And uh, in fact, those of you that have listened to the program on a regular basis, you know that I have a uh, weekly segment now called Question of the Week. And uh, the Question of the Week actually addresses this very topic. So uh, before diving in, though, those of you that don't know me, I'm Todd Bermont. I've uh, written 10 Insider Secrets to a Winning Job Search and also create an online curriculum that teaches folks the job search process. In addition, I head up marketing and sales for a company called Evolve, and we design and build data centers. So with that, uh, first of all, I'd like to go over the weekly unemployment report. And uh, again, outstanding news. This economy is starting to fly on all cylinders, and, and this is really exciting. You know, and there's a lot of uh, different data that kind of points to this fact. But first of all, focusing on the weekly unemployment report, uh, 222,000 claims uh, for unemployment claims this week. So that, again, is an extremely low number compared to what we've seen over the last eight years. So just uh, really excited because what that means is fewer and fewer people are getting laid off every week. And uh, the less people that get laid off, that means it's a, it becomes a tighter job market, which means that those of you that are not happy in your current job or, or if you're currently unemployed, you really have the opportunity to land a position where you can earn more money now because the tighter that the labor supply becomes, the more valuable you become as a candidate. So uh, the other piece of data that's, that's really positive as well is the fact that uh, the Fed has just increased interest rates again. And you think, well, why is an, uh, an interest rate increase positive? Well, at the end of the day, you raise rates when the economy is doing well. And what we're seeing now is that the economy is doing extremely well. So uh, very excited to report that. Now for the question of the week. And uh, I'm going to... Uh, take a, uh, a chance at answering this question, then I'm going to open it up to the guest once we, we bring him on as well. Uh, but the question of the week comes from Val. And uh, Val has uh, worked for, uh, she had worked for the same company for 34 years and just got laid off after 34 years. Boy, that's, that's the thanks she gets. Um, but unfortunately, it's kind of a cruel world today. And there's not as much loyalty on either side from the employee or the employer uh, as there used to be. And um, what Val was wondering for the question of the week is, is there hope? Can, can somebody over 50 find a new job uh, after having worked for the same company for 34 years? And the answer that I'll say to that is absolutely yes. You know, at the end of the day, people hire people to get the job 
done. And having been a hiring manager myself over the years, I can tell you age was immaterial as far as I was concerned. I didn't care what age the person was. I didn't care what gender, what race the person was. At the end of the day, what I was looking to hire is who is the most qualified candidate to get the job done. And uh, so I will say that, Val, as long as you position yourself as the most ideal candidate for the opportunities you're going for, you will get those opportunities. So now I would like to bring on our guest. And the guest that we're going to be bringing on today is none other than Dave DiVincenzo. And uh, Dave comes to us from the Chicago area. And uh, curious how the weather is up there. It's beautiful, sunny down here in Texas. And uh, But Dave, I've had the pleasure of knowing him Ah, I, I would say since the uh, late, uh, yeah, since 80, 1989, I, I've known Dave. Uh, we've, we started working together as business partners. Then actually when we uh, went, both went to different companies, wound up uh, being competitors to each other. But throughout the years, we've uh, maintained a great friendship. Uh, Dave uh, is a technology consultant and uh, has been involved in sales and, and service support of technology, uh, various technology equipment and communications equipment uh, for many, many years. And uh, Dave has been through a couple of job searches since uh, hitting the 50 barrier. So uh, I'd re you know, I'm really curious to get Dave's perspective today on the over 50 job search, and we're going to have a lot of fun here. So I'd like to welcome Dave to the program. Hey, Todd, how you doing today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Uh, as for the weather, let's see. Um, Chicago has been through tornado watches, tornado warnings, uh, blizzard, warm, cold, and it's uh, about 33, 34 degrees, and it's drizzling here. So we're, we're And this was all within the last uh, two to three weeks we've had this change of weather. I was gonna. Well, I was that, gonna say there's still time left in the day to have a few more changes thrown in there. <laughs> yep, yep. You're from the Chicago area. You know what it's like. But it's St. Patrick's Day in Chicago, so this is the only day that I actually changed my name from Divincenzo to O Divincenz. <laughs> outstanding, outstanding. So, uh, so tell me, Dave. Uh, what makes you think you're an expert when it comes to the over 50 job search? Why, why, how, how is it possible that you're on the radio today? Um, ironically is, um, first off, you and I are very close friends. Yep. Uh, let's, let's, let's just put it, let's just, let's just put that out there. And, um, I consider it an honor to be on your show. I mean, that's no BS. I'm sitting here with a big smile on my face. And uh, I know we've, we've, we've had many conversations and chats about this and laughs about it. But I think, um, you know, I don't know if it makes me an expert or us, you and I, an expert, but we've been through it. And it really, really, you know, we get to the point where um, it, it, it's no longer business, it's personal. And you got you can't let it get you down. Like you said earlier, just a few minutes ago, there is no loyalty between employer and employee. 
Um, there's no open door policy. You have a problem, come and talk to me. Um, the millennials are taking over and, you know, for people that are in our age and our generation, we're not used to walking into companies that have pool tables, pick uh, ping pong tables and couches. My youngest son is 26 and in his office, if he wants tired and he wants to take a nap, he takes a nap. It's absolutely incredible. Are you kidding me? Um, he can take a nap on a job? Hey, on a couch. He goes off in another room and he, go take, he takes a snooze. Yeah. Yeah. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And he complains about how much work he has to do, but yet he gets in at 9, he leaves at 5. If he wants to take an afternoon, he's got more vacation time than I have. And uh, it's, it's amazing. So you can't get discouraged. Um, I think what, you know, you and I are both salespeople. Yep. And the way I, as I, way I approach finding a position as a salesperson is I take it as a cold call and I'm setting an appointment. And you and I have talked many times about this is when you, um, you know, my techniques for cold calling differ from everybody else's, but, you know, Hey, the reason for my call is, um, and I go into my 30, 40 second script and I close with, I, I'm, 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 I want to close with, when can we meet to discuss this opportunity? I go right to the C level and uh, I work my way down. I use LinkedIn very, very well. And um, I don't leave voice messages. I know people leave, believe in leaving voicemail messages. I would rather catch someone off guard, just like as if I'm cold calling for a sales call. Um, you got to be persistent. And when if you're out of work, and you're looking for a job, and they say, what are you doing now? I'm spending my time doing exactly what I've done my entire career. I am selling myself to find a place to get new employment. Well, that that is, you know, you bring up so many different uh, thought processes there. And, um, you know, the first thought that comes to mind is, you know, as it relates to the job search it's like, well, wait a minute. So many people out there feel that the job search is, oh, I should send my resumes online to job postings. Now, how is it possible in this internet age and internet world that what you're suggesting is picking up a telephone and calling somebody? Is is that what I'm hearing? You know, you know how many resumes recruiters get nowadays with zip recruiter and monster and career builders um pick up the you know it goes back many many years ago the uh, american airlines had a commercial with the sales managers passing out airline tickets mm-hmm. i'm going to see an old friend they lost a big customer and the sales manager's walking out with the ticket in his back pocket and they said where are you going Lou? he goes i'm going to see an old friend because everything's gone to technology. These guys are inundated with resumes or inundated with um, anything that they can possibly get their hands on. You get to, if you're on LinkedIn and you're looking for a position, find the senior VP of sales for that company. Find the CMO, find the CFO. Get them on the phone, talk to their admin. Who do I need to talk to about this role? Oh, you need to get charged. 
just you got to get to the person that's going to make the ultimate decision. And again, you got a 30 to 40 second window to make an impression that differentiates yourself from everybody else's resume that's sitting on a recruiter's desk. The first thing they would say is, how'd you find me and how'd you get my number? <laughs> that's why I, that's why I am the best salesperson and, the, and a professional salesperson because I know how to hunt and I know how to prospect and I know how to find the correct decision maker. Well, and I don't stop until I get to the right person. Well, I love this conversation. We're going to be going to a short break, but when we come back from the break, Dave, what I'd like to focus on is I'd like to drill down to that script because uh, there's a lot of folks in our audience that aren't professional salespeople and, and really have no idea what to say when they pick up the phone to try to call somebody. So we're going to be stepping to a brief break, but when we come back, we're going to have more with Dave DiVincenzo. This is your career with Todd Bermont on IRLoneStar.com, FM 104.5, 106.1. Stay tuned. Did you know your favorite show on Lone Star Community Radio are on social media? Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, you name it, they're on it. Check out where they are online on IRLoneStar.com shows and see which of your favorite hosts are online. Make sure to follow them and see what is in store for the next broadcast. Follow Lone Star Community Radio on Twitter at IRLoneStar or Facebook with Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. Welcome back to your career. I'm your host and resident career expert, Todd Bermont. We are coming to you live on your career radio from beautiful downtown Conroe, Texas. And uh, we have on the phone today, Dave DiVincenzo from what sounds like a little bit cold and ugly day up in Chicago. Double D, it's great to have you on the program. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to put Dave on the spot a little bit here, you know, but that's a part of the job search process. Sometimes stuff happens. And, uh, uh, you know, Dave, I'm curious for those folks in our audience that are not experts when it comes to sales. Um, maybe if you can enlighten them on when you pick up the phone and, uh, like, let's say, uh, there's a job you hear about that you really want. And, um, but you don't want to just submit the resume to the black hole and, and have it disappear in the never, never land. Um, and you decide you're going to pick up the phone and call them, uh, to try to get yourself an interview. How do you go about doing that? I should have known you were going to put me on the spot like this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) when you see the text message, I just sent you. I saw it. um, Um, you know, it's, it's, it's your 30 second elevator pitch. What, um, Hey, I'm, I'm Dave, even you're standing, you introduce yourself to someone at a, uh, chamber of commerce or at a rotary, or you're at someone's backyard having a picnic. What do you do? Oh, I'm an accountant. Oh, really? So you're an accountant. Well, I'm a CPA. Oh no, I'm a, I work for an accounting firm. Well, what did you do for the accounting firm? Well, I managed three very large companies with over $3 billion in total assets. And I managed them for the last 12 years. I had, I had five direct reports and you just got to build a 30 second commercial around what you have done. And your experience has been, 
that Vale, 34 years of experience with a company. Yep. Oh, my God. My wife, Becky, 34 years at a large bank in Chicago. They were going after her because of numbers. She's in, she was in treasury management. And they, they almost had her fired until I sat her down for weeks. We fought at the kitchen table for just to, to plan for this meeting with her boss and her HR department. Mm-hmm. And they ended up and they ended up getting rid of her not because of numbers, they eliminated her job. So you gotta be able to um, just take the thirty or forty seconds that you have, what did you do? And yeah, you're a millennial, but you know what you got over all or you're over fifty. What do you have over everybody else? Experience, knowledge and discipline. Absolutely. You know, and you, at, at the, you, at, at the end of the day, people discipline. Go ahead. Go ahead. Excuse me. Use that discipline against the millennials. Now, if you're interviewing with someone that's 25 or 30 years old, back away from it. But if you're interviewing someone that's our age, oh, absolutely. I get in at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. I work till 5 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, use your experience and your discipline and your knowledge as not only as for yourself, but I can help the younger guys on the team. I am a team player. I'll be, I'm coachable, but I'm also be able to help everybody else along the way. Well, you, you bring up, uh, you, you, you know, you started talking about hours in the day that you're willing to work and, and everything else. And, and, I don't know. Now you remind me of 16 inch softball from my Chicago days here. All right. So I got a question, you know, you've gone through a lot of job search, you know, in interviews over the years and whatnot. What's the biggest mistake you've ever made? And and what have you learned from that mistake? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you teed this one up real good, didn't you? (laughs) Well, when we were in uh, competing companies, we were uh, in the power protection business. And Todd being such a good friend of mine, um, he set me up with a interview with his manager or counterpart or a director on another side of the team. And uh, we met for lunch. And you know what? I was a young, what were we, maybe 30, 35 at that time, even even that. Yeah. And I had just come off working for a uh, IBM dealer, and I was we were both very, very successful with that. And I looked at the guy, and he says, so if I have a conference call or a meeting or something at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and, what, and, and my response was, hey, if I'm at 150% of quota and um, I'm doing my job and I'm making money and the company's making money, if I want to take two or three hours off to go to a ball game or uh, – Go go play around the golf. I'm going to do it, and subsequently, I didn't get the job. <laughs> so, you you work your butt off. You work 60, 70 hours a week, and uh, tell them tell them what they want to hear. And um, you know you're not lying to them, but you got to set a precedence and you got to set a set the bar for everybody else. Right, and and so Dave brings up a couple of points here. And, and, you know, I want to dissect this story a little bit because one of the things that Dave mentioned at the early part of the story was the fact that 
uh, I was working at a competing company and that I had arranged for Dave to get an interview. So that's what we call networking, right? So yep, that, absolutely. In, that interview and for that job opening, by the way, that, that job was not advertised. So if somebody was looking to try to get a job as a regional sales manager at the time for the company that I was working with, uh, they would have never seen that job opportunity because we did not advertise the position. The only way that you found out about it was through networking. You weren't totally happy yep. with the position where you were at currently and, and you were reaching out to folks and you were saying, Hey, I'm looking to potentially make a move. Do you know of any opportunities that might be out there? And, uh, and I said, yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, our company is looking to hire a regional sales manager. And so we were able to get you in on an interview without even getting, uh, an application filled out ahead of time or, uh, yeah, I guess I probably got a copy of your resume and forwarded on, but at the end of the day, we were able to get you that interview through networking. And uh, that that's such a critical component of the job search process. Now, one of the things that I want to talk about when we come back at the bottom of the hour, and, and uh, Dave will we'll tease this up a little bit uh, before we go to the break, um, but uh, there, there's a, a few things that people struggle with when they're over 50. Uh, number one, it's, it's the emotions of job loss. You know, like that poor verse person Val that, uh, went through the job loss and, uh, after she had been with the company for 34 years, you know, one of the things I'd like to talk to in the second half hour of the show is, um, you know, what are some of the emotions when you lost your job for the first time over 50, you know, what went, through your mind and, and, you know, and then I'd like to, you know, understand when it happened again, the difference in, in emotions and, and how you treat the scenario now versus it happening for the first time. You know, I, I, I think that's something that, that could be really beneficial uh, for folks to hear. And, uh, and then the other thing I'd like to talk about when we come back to the break um, well, maybe, uh, well, we've got about uh, one and a half minutes, Dave. So, so I'll throw out uh, a question to you real quick. Um, when it comes to interviewing, do you find that interviews are the best when you as the candidate are doing most of the talking or when the interviewer is doing more of the talking? Um. I like to ask open-ended questions. So I'm, I'm, if I'm in a position where I'm going in as a sales rep, and Todd, you, you have beaten this question into my head. It's 12 months from now. I'm a, I, I finished the year out. I had a great year. I'm at 135% of quota. I made President's Club. What did I accomplish in the last 12 months? Yep. Yeah, we'll we'll dissect that question because uh, you know that such a positive question because what it does is it it gets you to you know and and we've talked about this very question on the show several times that yeah you're from now you're in the process of giving me a perfect review what will I have accomplished what that does is it 
turns the interview into an open book test. So if I understand you correctly, Dave, it sounds like what you're saying is the more you can let the interviewer talk, the better off you're going to be on the interview. Would you agree with that? You're going to get more information about the job and the role. And quite frankly, Todd, being at 55, you know, um, I'm looking for a job or I'm looking for a position that I'm going to retire at for another seven or eight years. Yep. You know, this isn't something that I'm looking at as a lifelong investment and I'm looking to make a 30-year crunch with these with this company. Yep. I'm an interviewing. I am interviewing them. Just as hard as they're interviewing me. Ah, that is a that is a great point. Great point. Well, when we come back from from the break, I want to dive into the emotions of of the job search. You know, when when you've gotten that call that you lost a job, the difference of how you feel now versus uh, you know years prior, and then I uh, really want to dive into some questions on uh, getting the interviewer to open up and talk. So. You are listening to Your Career with Todd Bermont on IRLoneStar.com. Stay tuned. Want to check out what it's like to be on the radio? Need credit for school? For an internship? Then contact Dick online at Dick at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, and we are here to be part of the community. Welcome back to Your Career. This is your host and resident career expert, Todd Bermont. And we are coming to you live from beautiful downtown Conroe, Texas. And uh, I want to give a special shout out to Latanya. Latanya, if you're out there, hello. Uh, we've got several of our Ed to Go students that have been tuning into the broadcast over the last few weeks. Uh, those of you that are curious about what this online class is, it's called 12 Steps to a Successful Job Search. And it's offered through over 2,000 community colleges across the country. So, Latanya, hey there, hello, and uh, so uh, I want to bring come back to Dave. Now, before the break, we were talking about all sorts of stuff as it relates to the over fifty job search, and you know, a lot of times, Dave, people really want to beat themselves up when when they lose a job, and um, you know, I'm curious the emotions because uh, you've had to go through the job search a couple of times since crossing the fifty barrier. And I'm curious if you could share with us, what was the emotions that went through your mind the first go-around versus the second go-around? And what did you learn between the two that folks in our audience can glean from? So, you know, for that individual like Val that just got laid off after 34 years, maybe it could help her cope with those emotions. The initial thing would say is don't, don't, don't go stalking your old boss. <laughs> um, uh, you know, when I was in college, the first book we had to read for business ethics was The Godfather. Really? And uh, the, one, the one thing that I, that I take away from that book and I tell everybody and anybody is that book is all about business and personal and how Michael had to learn how to separate business and personal. And it's everybody does it on a daily basis. You know, you have a bad day at work and you're on your way home and you just kind of decompress. This is business. It's not personal. And if you take it personally, it's going to, it's going to eat at you and eat at you and eat at you. And you just got to take it as 
I, I'm, I'm still marketable. I still have the experience and knowledge and the, uh, the fortitude that the younger generation does not have. And um, you just got to fight through it every single day. And it's no different than waking up going, I don't want to go to work today. Well, you wake up and I don't want to go find a job today. You just, you just got to fight through it. And uh, um, it's tough. It's tough. It's just, but you, I don't have you, the magic solution. What? I don't have a magic solution for you. I wish I did, or I would be on the other end of this radio, and you would be talking to me, and I would be talking <laughs> to you as a guest. <laughs> <laughs> but but let, let's face it, though, you've been successful every time you've had to go out and find a new job. You, you've you've been successful. At it. What do you attribute that success to? You really want me to answer that question truthfully? Yeah. You know, I, sure. first of all, for those of you in sure. this audience, I've, I've never heard Dave struggle for words like this in my life. This is a riot. But anyway, I, I digress. You. Continue. <laughs> Elaborate on that. You. <laughs> you. I owe it to you. Nah. I, I owe it to you. Nah. I mean, you know, tell people what 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 is it that, that uh, you know, Okay, so so maybe you learned a few nuggets of information from me. What are those nuggets that, that you applied that have helped you be successful? I'm not going to let a previous employer ruin my life and get me down because I wasn't good enough for them. It's no different than be if you were a professional baseball player or a hockey player or a basketball player that got traded. It's no different. I'm going to show that rotten SOB that he made a stupid mistake by letting me go. And me being in sales, I'm going after their old customers. Now, everybody says you can't do that. Customers always have the right to decide who they want to deal with. So it's just a, um, uh, you know, I'm going to get even or it's, it's not well, even well, that. Well, I don't even well, know bring, if that's the well, right. You... I don't even know if that was the right the right words to use. But um, you made a mistake by letting me go, and I'm going to pr- not only prove it to you, but I'm going to prove it to myself that you screwed up. Yeah, well, well, that's that's good. You know, I, you know, I, I understand you're saying at one point you shouldn't take it personally, but now you're taking it personally. But but I get I get where you're going from. There is you're you're using that for motivation. You know that you know so. So it's, it's important for the audience to differentiate. You know, first of all, when you get let go from a position, yeah, don't let it demoralize you and, and don't necessarily take it personally. Now, certainly you want to be objective and, and learn from the experience and admit to yourself if there are areas that you could have done better. And sometimes, you know, sometimes folks need a little uh, wake-up call to, to take their game to the next level. But it is good to use it from the personal perspective of, of motivation though, you know, of, of wanting to prove that, Hey, you still have the talent out there. And uh, that's a great analogy. The fact that baseball players or basketball players and here in Houston, Brock Osweiler, he came on for a year and uh, performed terribly and got paid a lot of money to do that. And he got let go. Um, but he's not going to take it personally. He, he knows he could have performed better and he's going to use it to as motivation to come back with the next team and go out there and, and do a better job. And, uh, you know, and it's important to, 
you know, I, I like how you bring out the sales piece of it, you know, and, and a lot of folks in our audience might be thinking, well, I'm not a salesperson. And, uh, but the challenge is with the job search process, you have to become a salesperson and sell yourself. And, uh, you know, Dave's been a little shy here on the radio, but, but some of the things that Dave's done right over the years is Dave knows how to sell himself for whatever yep. position it is that, that you're going to. And, and, and I know you have a different pitch and you have a, a different approach depending on who the prospector, prospective employer is. And, um, yep. you know, so when, when you, well, when it comes to the interview process, what have you found as being, you know, the, some of the toughest questions you've gotten asked on interviews? Um, how do I handle rejection? Well, how do I handle a no? Ah, how do you handle so, a, I mean, a I've, no? I've, I've been in sales. I mean, I've been in sales, professional sales and consultative sales my, most of my entire professional career. So I'm, I'm sorry if you keep pigeonholing it down the sales, but even if you're an accountant or a marketing guy or something, you're going to lose the campaign. You're up, you're up in competition with someone else, another team in your company, and because you've lost um, some business because the, the company, your customer went somewhere else, um, you, you just uh, – um, how do you handle objection? How do you handle, uh, so, you know, the negativity? How do you handle the no? I mean, you lost your job. you got to find another job. You're going to get bong letters, three, four, five. How do you handle it? All right, all right. Let's drill down in that. They ask you as a salesperson, and this is a great thing to. This is a great example because let's face it, people in the job search process are gonna have to cope with this. So, uh, so as a salesperson, how how do you cope with getting told no? Um. Well, I've always lived that you got to get at least seven or eight no's out of someone before you get a yes. And I don't think a no is the absolute end all. It's you haven't uncovered all of the objections or issues for them to make a final decision. All right. What else? To sign, what to else? Sign your paper. Um, you know, I, I didn't get the job or I'm still in the hunt for with two other people. Well, what exactly are you looking for? What are the attributes or what are the traits that you're looking for in the person in this role? And get them to tell what they're looking for. And then you can tell, first off, again, if you're over 50, and in my feelings and in where I'm at, I'm interviewing the company that I want to go to work for just as much as they're interviewing me. And if I'm hearing they're looking for uh, a millennial, they're looking for uh, someone that's going to, you know, if it doesn't fit in your mind that you don't think that you're going to like this job, you know what? You may want to walk away from it. But on the backside of that, Todd, and you and I both talk about this all the time, is it seems like when you don't have work, no one wants to talk to you. But when you are working, everybody's crawling out of the woodwork to talk to you. So that, that's true. Double edged sword. Well, that's true. And it's, it's a double edged sword. And it's so key to approach the job search like a job. 
And uh, that yep. way, you know, when people say, you know, so you're not working right now. Well, you can answer it. Yeah, I am working right now. Right now, my professional job is finding the right fit to where I can be a top contributor moving forward. So, uh, so what are, do you have a couple of questions of me about the job search process that maybe, uh, you know, it's like going to the driving range, you know, playing golf. If you don't get to the driving range, you know, on a regular basis, you're going to lose your swing a little bit. So, uh, you know, I don't know if you, uh, if you'll be back in the game anytime soon with the job search or whatever, but let's say you did. Um, you know, what are a couple of things that you struggle with that you'd like to ask me live on the radio? And we got about five minutes left for this segment. Um, well, here, my, my uh, younger brother is interviewing for a job right now. He lives in a small town outside of Chicago, Illinois. And I was talking to him before getting on the show with you today. And he says, I, you know, I can't believe it. The guy that I'm interviewing with, we went to the same high school. He's 10 years younger than me. And he's interviewing three other guys that live in my hometown, which is about 10,000 people. Wow. So how do you, how would you combat yourself with something like that? He's already a legacy because they're, they went to the same high school, so that's an advantage there. Sure. But but your 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 competition is four for four. All live in the same commu- small community. How, how would you go after that one? Well, you know that happens a lot. I mean, especially in in Texas, we're out of Conroe on FM one hundred four point five, and you know we're Conroe's a, a small town compared to Houston or whatever. And, and that very thing could happen right, right here in Conroe. And, uh, you know, one, one of the things that we teach in sales and it's, and it applies to the job search as well is you never want to disparage your competition. So at the end of the day, if, if he's up against four other people, they're all from the same town, you know, then say that is wonderful. No matter who you choose, you're going to, you're going to have a great individual likely for this position. But let's focus on what differentiates me and, and why I'm the best pick for you. And, you know, and hopefully during the interview process, he'll have asked a couple of open-ended questions. And those questions are, if you had your ideal candidate, what kind of qualities and characteristics would that candidate have? And then the question you brought up earlier, Dave, a year from now, if you had... Uh, if you were in the process of giving me a perfect review, what will I have accomplished? And then one other question that he could hopefully ask during the interview process is, what are the top two or three challenges that keep you up at night that I can help solve in this position? Hopefully, if, if you've asked those three open-ended questions during the interview process, you're going to learn exactly what are the pain points, where exactly the needs, where exactly the wants and the mindset of the hiring manager. So instead of disparaging the competition, you can say, Hey, the fact that we're all from the same town, that is awesome. That means we're all going to bust our butts for you. But let me tell you why I'm going to bust it out a little bit better. And during the interview, you had mentioned the fact that you were looking for somebody that's got both a blend of technical expertise, yet somebody that has interpersonal skills. 
those are some things that I bring to the table. You know, and elaborate on those things that uh, hopefully they brought out during the interview process. So uh, did that answer your question, Dave? Yeah, it does. That's a good, those are two, two other, those are three great questions, Todd. Awesome. Well, Dave, we've only got about a minute and a half uh, left before I've got to let you go. So um, do you have any final thoughts or suggestions um, or parting advice for those folks that are over 50 in the job search? Don't give up. Be yourself. And don't settle. Don't settle for a job just to get a job. The last thing you want to do is be bouncing around when you're 50, over 50 years old. Find something that fits you, your personality, your work ethic, your experience, and your background. And you'll be just as happy as if you were with that company that you were that let you go that you were there for 34 years. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, Dave... It has been an absolute pleasure having you on the program. I would love to have you back on the program at some time in the near future because I tell you, every single month we get new students in the Ed to Go class that uh, they bring up the same questions. They say, hey, I, I've, I've turned over 50 and, and I'm just struggling with the job search. And your positive attitude and approach to the job search is something that our listeners can definitely benefit from. So, Dave, I'd like to say Thank you very much, and uh, I want to wish you a great weekend, Dave. Hey, Todd, I do have one more question for you, though. All right, make it quick. Could you send me an autographed coffee cup? (laughs) (laughs) We'll see about that. Maybe we'll go to Clay Cup (laughs) Studios in in Galveston and and make up a pottery one today. (laughs) There you go. Well, take care. Todd, this was a great experience. I had a ball. Feel free to get me on anytime you want. Will do. Have a great one, Dave. Thank you. Bye. All right. So uh, Dave really brought up some some really good points at the end that that I'd like to talk about briefly before we go to a break. The one of the first points that Dave talked about is to don't give up. You know, it's so easy to beat yourself up when it comes to getting laid off and being unemployed and, and going through the job search. It's so easy to focus on the negative, but I'd like you to really turn it around and treat it as a blessing. I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. And the reason that you lost your job at this point in time, you might not know that reason right now, but there is a reason. I'm a big believer that there's a plan for all of us. And sometimes I think it'd be really nice if we got clued in on what that plan was for each one of us. But then there's other times that I think uh, maybe if we knew what we were going to be going through, we'd never sign up for that plan. So, But you know, I tend to find that when you have the faith that everything happens for a reason and that it's all part of a big plan, that uh, good things happen. So we're going to go to a short break and then wrap things up. So you are listening to Your Career with Todd Bermont on IRLoneStar.com, FM 104.5, 106.1 Conroe. 
We're starting to film our talk shows and putting them on YouTube. Your favorite Lone Star Community Radio Show can be seen on YouTube under our Lone Star Community Radio channel and on City of Conroe's Our City TV channel on Sudden Link Channel 12. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to see the most recently released videos and find more information online at IRLoneStar.com TV. Welcome back to your career. This is your host and resident career expert, Todd Bermont. And uh, we today have talked about the over 50 job search. And uh, it was real interesting because we got to hear the perspective from You're listening a, a to over Star. 50 uh, job seeker that has gone through the process a few times. On next week's program, we're going to bring in somebody on the other side of the equation. We're going to bring in somebody that's done a lot of hiring over the years, Dave Rauscher, uh, who works for CHR Solutions. And uh, Dave is going to give us a perspective from the hiring manager perspective and, and give valuable insight on how candidates can stand out from the crowd. So, so definitely tune in to next week's show because we're going to have the perspective from a hiring manager perspective and and a couple weeks ago we had a recruiter on the program so we're trying to give you different aspects of the job search each week that you can learn from and, and apply to be successful in your career and for those of you that might have missed some of our programs in the past tune in to our podcasts you can down you can watch them online anytime on demand we have a youtube channel we also have a channel right here at IRLoneStar.com slash your career. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. We also have a SoundCloud page. So uh, there's no excuse. Find us. Just uh, Google your career with Todd Bermont, and you can find all these different avenues to listen to this wonderful advice. So um, I'd, I'd like to close out the program with, with one more thought that Dave talked about. He talked about not taking the job search personally. And, and he talked about not settling. It's so important when it comes to the job search, remember, you're, yes, you have to sell yourself. But the company also has to sell, the, or the employer has to sell themselves to you as well. It's a two-way street. Don't settle. Each and every one of you in this audience is great. I want you to believe that you're great. I want you to believe in yourself and believe in the value that you can add to any organization. Because at the end of the day, if you don't believe in yourself, nobody will. So believe in yourself. You are great. Go in the mirror, pump a fist in the air and say, I am great. And with that, I want to wish each and every one of you a successful day, and thank you for listening to your career with Todd Bermont. And next week, we will have another exciting program with our special guest, Dave Rauscher. So with that, we're going to close things out. And uh, once again, your career with Todd Bermont, IRLoneStar.com, 104.5, 106.1. Thank you so much for listening, and have a wonderful day. Thanks for checking out this recording from Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station and broadcasted live from Conroe, Texas on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Interested in sponsoring this show, being a guest, 
hosting your own show. And please visit us online at IRLoneStar.com and check out the Contact Us page. We want to say thank you to our studio supporters, our traffic sponsor, Conroe Americana Music Festival at Conroe Americana Music Festival.com. More information about the show, please check out the information below.